Hello, and welcome to another episode of After the Film. I'm your host, Patrick, and this week we are talking about John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. Uh, this is the third series in the John Wick franchise. It is rated R and has a two-hour, ten-minute runtime. Uh, and it's been getting very, very good uh, early reviews. Um, and I don't know if these are still considered early reviews, because up, up until now with uh, release day, we're seeing above 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 8.4 on IMDb, and a 75 on uh, Metacritic. So it's doing very, very well. Uh, some of the strongest reviews for the, the franchise so far. Now, this film is um, written by Derek Kolstad. He, he's the one that created the characters. He created the story. Uh, the screenplay was done by Derek along with a few other people. And it is uh, directed by Chad Stahelski. And I'm going to talk a bit more about him in a minute. The film has a very competent cast. So certainly John Wick is uh, played by Keanu Reeves. Uh, But we also have Halle Berry, uh, Ian McShane, Lawrence Fishburne. um, And then one that uh, threw me for a loop for a second, Mark Dacascos. um, And then some other people you may know, like uh, Lance Reddick. Uh, Just really, really capable, great acting all the way around. The reason Mark threw me for a loop is because he is, if you've ever watched Iron Chef, he is the chairman. He's the guy that unveils the secret ingredient and then stands to the side. And then once in a blue moon, he'll show off doing a backflip. That's all I knew him as. I have only ever seen him in Iron Chef. I mean, apparently he's in the uh, Hawaii Five O TV series that's been going for the last several years. I've never watched that. Uh, he's been in some other films and some other uh, TV series, TV shows, but I only knew him as the chairman, and so it really threw me off. Now, I mentioned the director was Chad Stahelski. This is not the first time that Chad and Keanu have worked together. Going back several decades, Chad is a very accomplished uh, fighter uh, and then also stunt coordinator. I mean, is, is recently, he has credits going all the way up to 2013, working on films like The Hunger Games uh, as a, a supervising stunt coordinator. But if you go back to that other great film that featured Keanu Reeves, The Matrix, he actually served as Neo's double in The Matrix Reloaded, uh, and he served as the martial arts stunt coordinator for the film, uh, along with Matrix Revolution. So this is not the first time they've met. But what it means is that Mr. Stahelski knows what good action should look like, and he knows how to capture it, and and he knows how to, to, uh, to, to direct that type of action. And so even in a film like this, where the just the sheer volume... Uh, of moves and and uh, the the grappling and the the gun battles, where it can get very overwhelming, he still has ways of of trying to focus you in the action and in trying to keep you hooked in and and hopefully keeping the film from just feeling like noise. 
before I get into my recommendation, I did want you to be aware that there is a series called The Continental being filmed right now. And so if you love this secret assassin society uh, that, that we learn about in these films and you want to spend more time in that world... Uh, that begins filming this year. Uh, apparently, they've already got three seasons of story planned for this series. And uh, the first season is slated to, uh, to be eight episodes um, and includes some, uh, I'm, I'm not sure to what level, but includes some of the characters that you're already familiar with. So if you love the world of John Wick and you feel like the movies aren't giving you enough, just know that that's on the horizon. which, fun fact, the original title was Scorn, we get to see someone who is forced back into a life that they used to be a part of, and then we come to understand that, that they represent the biggest and baddest, right? I mean, this is the, the Baba Yaga, the boogeyman. This is the, the last person you see before you die. And so as these films have progressed, we get to see death at work. I mean, that's how John Wick has been uh, described to us. But it's not just that. We also get this world. We, I remember watching the first John Wick film, and, uh, and I knew that it was going to have a lot of action, but I wasn't expecting the secret assassin society. I wasn't expecting like the coins and the tokens and, and you know, the, the continental and, and uh, these kind of traditions and I didn't know that was going to be there, and it, it so opened up the possibility of what this could become, what it could be. And then moving into the second film, we get introduced to to new characters and and uh, other kind of kingdoms within this society, and in the the world continues to expand. And, and but at the same time, they didn't tell us too much. It's enough to get you interested and know that there's something else out there that it's bigger than just. Uh, you know, action and in loud noises and gunshots, but it never gave it all away. It never showed its whole hand. And so, moving into the third film, I've just had so much excitement about how they were going to continue to push this world forward. Now, as always, I'm not going to give any spoilers in this episode, but having just walked out of the film and sitting and reflecting on what I've just seen. I'm not sure I feel like the world was pushed much farther forward, uh, which is a bit of a letdown. I mean, it is a very good film. I mean, it's a, it's a, a film like this is a bit of a, an escapist quality, right? For the type of film it is, it's a very, very good film. Um, but it, it relies so heavily on this action that... I wanted to take a break. Like I wanted a breather at some point to spend more time uh, with these characters or uh, living into and, and discovering a bit more about these other places, uh, you know, like the Continental. The acting credits in this film tell me they are capable of exploring uh, these characters much more deeply. I mean, that that they're capable of of creating scenarios and situations and conversations that are very engaging. 
but it doesn't seem to happen that way. And, and in fact, I feel like a lot of the acting potential just never really comes to pass in the film. The action is great, but like the other films, the action is unrelenting. And so if you're feeling any fatigue, having gone through the first two films, it is not going to get better in this film. And even if you aren't feeling fatigue from the first two films, you might start feeling it about halfway through this one. thing I take issue with in this film is the lack of empathy that I felt for any of the antagonists. When you can see someone's point of view, when you can understand, even when you know someone's crazy, even when you know someone's bad, if you can still understand where they're coming from on some level, then it it creates tension. It, it makes um, standoffs compelling and it, it makes uh, losing a life heartbreaking. But that can't happen if you're just completely opposed from their viewpoint or if they are so bad that you just they don't have any human qualities and and so therefore you know these bad things that are happening aren't happening to a human it's just happening to this other being i could not relate to any of the antagonists in this film there were opportunities there were moments where i thought we were going to have a very um where where we were going to have a moment that that created this tension that you know, kind of brought in this bit of a, a quandary or that, you know, helped me gain empathy or, or see the human element. But unfortunately, they, they just turned into a, a one-liner and moved on. I, of course, have no idea what's planned for the future of, of the film franchise. Um, but I do hope that we start seeing more of the human side. I mean, we understand uh, John to be a person uh, in a large way because of how much he cares for his dog, for this this animal, and then, of course, for his wife. But I want to see that with characters throughout. I don't want that to stop at him. So should you see this film? I think that's pretty easy. If you want to see nonstop action, yes, you should see the film. If you enjoyed the first two John Wick films, then yeah, I, I don't think you're going to be let down by the third one. I do have to ask myself, is this just more of the same? Is this just, you know, this is just a repeat of what we've already seen? Does it actually push the ball down the field? Did the world get bigger? And um, I'm afraid it didn't. And so if you are feeling fatigue from the first two films, or if you're feeling like, you know, the second film was a bit one note and you want to get a different note, you aren't going to in this film. Additionally, there isn't a lot to watch at the box office right now. I mean, the the last, uh, what I would consider action film, which would be Endgame, was four weeks ago at this point. And so if you're looking for action, this is going to be the place to get it from. All right, that's it for this after the film. The next film we're going to talk about is Rocket Man at the end of the month. Until then, you can stay up to date by visiting us at mof1.network. You can listen to this show and all the other shows we have. And additionally, you can follow us on social media at mof1podcast on all the major socials. Thank you for listening. Until next time, go find a screen and sit in front of it. Thank you.